Let's talk about Pablo's podcast on Clubhouse. Let's also discuss the benefits of cannabis trials in prisons. What about the festivals confirmed for this summer? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for joining Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Remember that sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck. The Dalai Lama. So, this week we've made history. Well, we've, we've seen history. Um, we've now seen the footage of NASA um, landing on Mars, the Perseverance rover. Amazing footage. I, I, I watched it in its full glory. Um, it, it is amazing. It is amazing to see it. When you, when you really think of, of what you're looking at and what you're hearing... You know, and, and everything that went into it. So yeah, it was it was really good to see all of that in its in depth. So I definitely recommend going to check that out for sure. It's definitely interesting. So the NHS uh, vaccine passport, which has been, you know, sometimes they were saying they're not going to do it, and they're saying they're going to do it. Um, it, it. Well, look, they they're discussing it. They're discussing it. It's now on the agenda. You know, so um, that is, I would, I would say that's, that's on its way. I can't see how it's not going to be on its way with the way things are going. So, so yeah, we, we'll just have to see how that all plays out. Um, the restrictions, we, we've been given loads of new dates of what's going to happen, the new roadmap out of uh, the pandemic situation in the UK. Um, the main date being the 21st of June, 21st of June. So, but the way how the, I mean, I, I think obviously the aim is that we don't go into a lockdown again, which is, which is everybody's hope, you know. Um, but the way how it was presented by, by Boris, you know, the way it was, it, it, it tapped into everybody's wants, you know, everybody wants to get out, wants to be able to do everything. So they, they really spoke about that stuff, but they did, Say, I would say metaphorically in the small print, it did say it's going to be led by data, not dates. However, it was the dates that everybody really heard. It was the dates that really um, comforted most people, you know. Um, so, you know, you, you can go on the government website and see what the dates, um, what they're releasing on, on what dates. But the actual dates, significant dates are step one is the 8th and the 29th of March. Step 2 is the 12th of April. Step 3 is the 17th of May. And step 4, as I said, is the 21st of June. And that is the, the key one that everybody's waiting for. That's the one where they, they're saying that um, there'll be no legal limit, limitations on you know, social distancing, all of that stuff will, will all change and everything will reopen um, places such as nightclubs, and you, as you as we know, nightclubs was always um, at the bottom of the list of things to open. Hence, they haven't opened. Um, they haven't opened since the pandemic started. You know, unfortunately. So, yeah. So, nightclub owners, I'm sure you're going to be um, waiting with bated breath to see if if the 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 the, the release is going to happen. Um, but like I said. This is going to be based on data and not on dates. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, um, but I'm also realistic. So, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to. I, I don't want to put too much of a, of a downer on, on on so much joy it's brought to people. But um, but if we look at history, you know, our last year, we can kind of, if we're honest, we can kind of see how things are going to go. Although we do have a a vaccine, we have multiple vaccines, um, so that is a new element. Um, but yeah, so roll on, roll on June the 21st, roll on June the 21st. And I, th- I think that's, um, I think that is, is it the first day of summer? Possibly. I think it's a significant date as well in the, in the, in the calendar as well as everything else. So yeah, so fingers crossed, fingers crossed for that. I mean, people have, well, not people, organisations have gone as far to say that, you know, certain events are happening now. So um, the events that are have said the event organizers that have said we're on wireless festival they've said that they're putting their their show on um, in Finsbury Park in July um, Pride London they've confirmed that they're on in September Creamfields confirmed that they're on in August um, Reading and Leeds festivals um, confirmed they're also on in August uh, Park Life confirmed that they're on in September um, but they're the big one, well, one of the big ones, um, the big one being Notting Hill Carnival, have not confirmed. They said that they're preparing for every eventuality, but no decision's been made yet. Um, but so then we might even have Carnival, you know. But the big one for me, I'd, I'd love them to um, to bring back the Hackney Carnival. That would be that would be amazing. I do like the Hackney Carnival. So fingers crossed. Like I said. I'm an eternal optimist, but history is history, you know, and um, yeah, history is history. We've got to be realistic. So let's let's just see how it goes. But it's not going to happen just because we want it to happen. It is going to be down to, as, as Boris said, the data, not the dates. Yeah, the data, not the dates. So we'll see. So, um, I, well, I could see the, the people in Dublin, they definitely are ready to um, stop the stop the lockdowns and everything else. They've basically had a um, anti-lockdown protest and three police have been injured. There were hundreds of protesters, apparently. Um, police used batons on, on the protesters and the, and the police were, ended up being attacked with fireworks, cans, bollards. Yeah, so it's, it's kicked off big time over there. Um, but there's only been 23 arrests, surprisingly. Um, especially considering fireworks, I mean, yeah. But, um, yeah, people are, people are not happy. But maybe th- these dates, you know, maybe these dates will, will calm things down. We'll see. We'll see how things go. But, unfortunately, in uh, New York, they're talking about they've got a new variant out there, a New York variant, um, New York City variant. So, um, yeah, two separate teams um, of researchers said that they found worrying new variant out there. So... It's not just England having their Kent variant and, you know, South Africa. New York's got theirs as well now. So we'll have to see. Hopefully um, it doesn't cause too much problems. Hopefully it's just, you know, the, the, the virus just mutating as, as they do um, and nothing more than that. So, so yeah, but they've named the, the, G, the genome, the researchers have named it um, B1526. 
I think I think we'll probably be just calling it the New York variant, to be fair. But yeah. So, um, but Ghana's become the first the first country to receive um, the vaccines through the COAX um, Shearing Initiative, which is um, yeah the new initiative. So the poorer countries can can get their get their doses and stuff. And uh, Johnson and Johnson have and it's now been approved. The US regulators have now approved their single shot um, vaccine. So that is on its way here soon as well over in the UK because the UK has bought 30 million doses of it. So, so yeah, things are continuously developing. Um, spot for choice, it seems, with all, all of these different vaccines. It still fascinates me, the speed that they've been able to do it. You know, it's, um, it's, it's you know, you, you, you've got to say it's, it's, it's impressive, the, f- the fact that they've been able to create something in that space of time, you know. Um, and, yeah, so if, if, they're, if they're able to save lives and if it saves lives and if it stops people um, dying from COVID, um, then it's, it's a good thing, you know. I know some people are definitely anti-vaccine, you know, but, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Over time, over time we'll be able to tell. Over time we'll be able to tell. Um, but Professor um, Jonathan Van Tam, um, JVT, he, he has said that, he has categorically said that winter, regardless of, you know, with the various vaccines that we have, winter is, is we're going to have reoccurring um, issues with COVID um, over winter because obviously we know COVID's not going anywhere. But my thoughts, when I hear things like that, I think to myself, well, oh, I wonder how, what's going to happen to seasonal flu, you know, because obviously this year, we haven't really seen seasonal flu. So is this potentially an end to seasonal flu? Who knows? We're, we're, we're going to find out over time. But the National Office um, of National Statistics, the Office of National Statistics, rather, um, they, they, ha- they put out like a, a, a spreadsheet of the various occupations and, and who who were, um, what group were dying more um, from COVID-related um, issues, even down to gender and stuff. Um, but with, to be fair, with the gender, males um, significantly die more than women, regardless of the, um, the, uh, the occupation. You know, yeah, men really do outweigh women when it comes to the deaths. Um, but their top five... They say the top five most affected um, by death involving um, COVID-related issues um, up until December 2020. Number one was um, transport and mobile machine drivers and operatives. And number two was elementary um, administration and um, service occupations. Number three, skilled metal and electrical um, and electronic trades. Um, number four was uh, construction and building trades, and number five were managers and directors. When I when I saw managers and directors, I did think, well, they're not really. I would have thought they'd be safe because they're you know they're sitting in the office by themselves. But when you think about it, they probably have to engage with a lot of different people. Maybe I don't really know the factors why, but but yeah, that was their list. I, th- I thought that was quite interesting because obviously um, you have had teachers and and nurses and the police asking to be vaccinated um, 
before other um, before other occupations. But based on those statistics, um, they're they're not at the top of the list of people that are actually dying from it. So, and yeah, I'm surprised that I'm not that nurses, uh, you know, and people like that are not at the top of it. But but hey, that is that is the list that they they have at the moment. And that's what they they're quoting from and working from. So yeah. But this summer is going to be... Oh, I can't wait until summer. I, I, I swear, I really can't wait until summer. When I, I hear certain music and, you know, the sun comes out, but obviously it's still freezing outside, but um, summer is fully on my mind, I must say. But this summer, um, some of the schools uh, will be doing summer school um, to help, help, basically help the young people catch up. Um, I, I think there's... They're saying that even though it's for people to catch up, it's then it's not going to make their summer holidays shorter. I'm not sure how they're going to do that though. Um, but yeah, they're looking to deliver face-to-face um, summer schools, um, so some of the young people can catch up from for the lessons lost through COVID. So anything to to bring the bring the young people up, you know, up to speed, and you know, um, you know, give them a sense of normality is um, I'm, I'm fully behind that 100 percent. So so, yeah, I think that's that that is something good. I think I mean, yeah, I think I think that's good. Maybe maybe that's something that that should have been happening anyway. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think young people now, they really see the value of going to school. You know, you hear young people saying, you know, what, I would much prefer to be at school now rather than sitting at home. But you know, before this whole pandemic thing, you would, you would have been hard pressed to find a young person that would have said that. You know, so yeah. So um, what did they say? Absence absence makes the heart grow fonder. So maybe there's some truth in that. But yeah. So with the whole uh, roadmap to recovery that Boris spoke of, um, the eighth of March, the, um, all schools are going back. Um, changed up a bit though you know I think for the older kids all of them will have to now wear um, masks all day while they're in school Um, but the primary school kids won't have to I'm I'm just hoping that um, it is really a hot summer and you know they're they're able to do classes outside possibly you know um, get some kind of gazebo set up so obviously the sun's not beating down on their heads but there's no walls and maybe in that environment they, they won't have to wear masks all day. Who knows? Um, but yeah, this is the thing now though. They, they're going to have to wear masks all day and also um, have be tests, you know, like um, mass COVID testing for, for the young people. Um, and then after, I think it's after, after a couple of weeks, um, after, after three tests at school, they're going to um, expect the parents to do the tests at home. So, but up until that point, they'll be tested twice a week at school. Um, but again, they, there's no plans for those tests and the masks wearing for primary school kids. So we'll have to watch that and see how that all kind of pans out for young people. But I think the main thing is, is, is and I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. I think it's good that the kids get back to school. I really do, you know, to get, have some normality for sure. Um, but... Also, speaking of children, um, and probably <laughs> links into, yes, links into maybe some of the frustrations. You know, when 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 people are around, um, when, well, when people are around people, you know, for extended periods periods of time, um, it has caused problems or whatnot. Um, 
but kind of links into what I'm going to say now in regards to um, smacking children, which I hope no parents are not getting that frustrated that they're feeling they need to smack their children because they don't know how to home, te- home teach and stuff like that. I'm sure that's not happening. However, smacking children um, is, will be banned um, in Wales um, from, the, from 2022. It's going to be, yeah, it, in fact, Wales is going to be the second place because it's already banned in Scotland. So, but it's banned in Wales in 2022. Um, the surveys that they did, they did some surveys in 2018 asking if, if it's sometimes necessary to smack children. And at that time, 49% of people disagreed and 35% agreed. And then when they did the same, uh, same uh, test again, same survey again, rather, in 2019, it went up to 55% disagreed and it went down to 31% who agreed so you can obviously see the directions of things it's not something that people want to be happening you know the smacking of children so chances are England you know will be following suit in the in the coming years I don't think that's a bad thing at all you know I've I've always said you know um the smacking thing is you know, discipline is one thing and there's many ways to discipline. And I think smacking, anything physical like that, it should, well, should always be an absolute last resort. But it shouldn't even be a last resort. We should, you know, that, I think when you decide that you need to smack, that means you've lost the words. You, 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 you can't find the words to deal with it. Um, but if you can communicate with a child, um, there are, you know, your words and your voice and reasoning um, can be enough, you know. And if the, if the kids are too young, your tone can be enough, you know. Um, but I think as adults and parents, obviously it's handed down through generations and generations and a lot of us grew up with smacking. Um, but in reality, I don't think it's something that we need. And I think it's a, really, it's parents really have to think about why, why they need to smack. Well, you know why they justify smacking because um you know what are you teaching the children when you when you smack them I've, I'm, i know we're not we're trying to just teach them discipline i know that's the aim but it's not always what what ends up being taught so definitely something to think about and i know there's people well them them figures show we're, we're quite split as a as a nation in regards to that but um but it is generally gaining the direction of we don't really agree with smacking children. So um, sadly, um, we've lost two young people this week um, through youth violence, knife crime, stabbings. Um, Tariq Watson, 21, he was um, he was chased and, and, and attacked in Tottenham. Um, somebody's been arrested for that already. My thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family for sure. Um, and also, a 19 year old um, was fatally stabbed in West London. Um, yeah, Ahmed Becker fatally stabbed on Friday. So, so yeah, you know, this is the, the youth violence is still on the rise. I mean, we're, we're in lockdown, you know, and these things are still happening. So, we do really need to look at how how we move forward with 
you know, with, with curbing youth violence, you know, and, and all of us, all of us, whether you've got kids or not, this isn't, this is everybody's problem. This is everybody's problem, you know. doesn't matter you've got children, regardless of race, gender, location, you know, um, this is all of our problem. So all of us need to, to do our part in some way, shape or form. But my thoughts go out to, to, these, to these young people's families at this time. Definitely. Um, in in over in America though, um, Riley Williams, who was who's a twenty twenty two year old care worker from Pennsylvania, she was the woman that you would have saw in the Trump when Trump was um, when they when they stormed the Capitol building. Um, she was the woman that was kind of seemed like she was orchestrating certain things within when they were in the building and stuff. Um, and they've recently got some footage of her um, doing like some Nazi salutes and in front of camera. Um, it looks like it was in her bedroom or some some kind of organised location. But um, and then it also she it also had um, a voiceover, um, basically with her saying, um, "We want to kill all black people in America." And this video was shot weeks before. Um, the January riot. So yeah, these people, man, these people. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, the, the fact that the fact that she's a care worker, the fact that she's a care worker, I dread to think the kind of care that she was giving um, black people, you know, under her care, you know, with them views and you know, going out and making those sort of videos and stuff. It's just, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just in. But on the other hand, I'm just glad that she was 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 uh, foolish enough to make videos, you know, because um, now she's going to have to deal with the consequences. So, um, so yeah, we'll 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 find out what happens with her moving forward. Um, in Germany and uh, Germany and the Belgian authorities have had a massive um, cocaine seizure, the largest amount. Um, ever in Europe so they and not just well it was the largest ever in Europe but it was also one of the largest seizures worldwide you know so 23 tons 23 tons um, uh, destined for the Netherlands and obviously that would have been distributed all over the place but um, they said it was worth a street value of 5 billion euros so yeah a hell of a lot of cocaine um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on there. But Daniel Prude, um, back in in New York, we spoke about him a couple couple of podcasts ago. Um, this was the the black man who was he was unarmed and the police were filmed restraining him, um, basically until he stopped breathing. Um, he also had um, he also had mental mental health issues as well. They put a, basically they put a spit hood over him, which those spit hoods are designed to um, uh, protect the police. Um, but yeah, so it caused loads of marches um, last year in March. And yeah, they, but they've, they've basically decided um, that there isn't no charges for the police off of the back of that, which is, um, which is interesting. But, um, but yeah, my thoughts go out to his family because that must, um, 
I mean, it was all videoed as well. And I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd have to look into that a bit more to find out how and why, you know, it's, it's yeah, interesting, interesting. But um, Malcolm X's um, daughters uh, have, have requested that his murder be investigated and reopened. Um, basically, there's been some new evidence. Um, the policeman, um, John Woods, wrote a letter. He's, he, he's passed away now, but on his, he had a letter on his deathbed stating that he was responsible for making sure Malcolm X's security um, were all arrested days before he was murdered on the 21st of February, um, 1965. So the allegations are that, obviously, they, um, the police and the FBI um, conspired to murder Malcolm X. So, so yeah, the, the family want to have the case reopened with the new evidence. So, and to date, it was, there was only three men um, that were convicted of it, and they were all um, black, black men from the nation, the nation of Islam. So, but obviously with um, Raymond Wood's letter, you know, this is a policeman and, you know, he, he's left that letter. And I think he, he asked for the letter not to be um, exposed until he, he passed away. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I think there's, that's more than enough reason for it to be open and investigated. So we definitely watch that space and, and see how that goes. But yeah, with everything that's been been happening over this this past 12 months this historic time we're living in um I, I was I was thinking the other day that the you know this is a time that you know people that maybe didn't empathize with with you know people being stopped regularly people not empathizing with people um feeling harassed or being harassed you know by the police um by authorities um, being questioned um, whilst good going about their lawful business, um, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how how much empathy people now have, you know, to all of those people that have had to deal with that, you know, throughout, you know, pre the pre the pandemic, you know, because everybody's going for it now, regardless of your race, regardless of your station in life. You have to deal, everybody has to deal with, you know, that sense of, you know, feeling harassed by authorities, you know, being told what to do, um, you know, even when you're not doing anything, you know, being questioned and stuff. Because, yeah, so, yeah, so I, I, I've been thinking about that lately. Um, and hopefully, if, if people are truly empathising with it now, I hope that they remember you know, they remember how how it does feel, and 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 continue to empathise when when the good when the good times come back. You know, when we get back to some kind of new normality. You know, um, yeah, empathy, true empathy, though. Not 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 seeing it from if you was that person, truly being that person, seeing it from that person's perspective. You know, a lot of people um, have have varied understanding of what empathy is, but I'm talking about true empathy with people. So in Nigeria, um, in Zamfara, a Zamfara school, there was another abduction um, on Friday, 300 schoolgirls again. Um, it keeps, keeps happening every few months. Every few months you hear about in, in Nigeria, 300 schoolgirls um, kidnapped um, by unidentified gunmen, you know, um, 
Yeah, man, my, my, my thoughts got to to all of those parents, 300 girls, you know, could you, even, I was just going to say, could you imagine that? You wouldn't even want to imagine that, you're, you know, your child, that's 300 parents, 300 children gone, you know. Um, hopefully they're found soon, and hopefully Nigeria can get on top of um, this happening. Um, you know, it's, it really just sounds like a, a security issue, you know, it's like the school's, the school security is not up to scratch. That's that's the only the only thing I can think of because obviously these you know they're kidnapping these children and then putting them up for ransom and stuff. So I just hope that they they find them quickly, get them home safely. Yeah, get them home safely. So um, yeah, I mean you know we are in these times and health and fitness, as I always say, you know there's a few things that really do affect us disproportionately, you know, as, as we've spoken about many times, vitamin D deficiency, high blood pressure, prostate cancer, kidney function issues, high cholesterol, diabetes, you know, these are things that affect us. So we do have to do things different. We have to look after ourselves. This, this virus, this infection, you know, it's not going anywhere. So we have to do a bit better. You know, we can't be putting so much salt in our food anymore. We can't be, you know, just drinking so much alcohol anymore. You know, we can't just be eating whatever anymore. We have to think about what we're doing, you know, and we have to look after ourselves. You know, we have to get out there and get the blood flowing and all that. Look, the gyms, you know, if 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 Boris's uh, numbers are right and he's, he's, you know, the gym should be open, you know, getting out in the gym and if you're not going to do that just getting out in the park you know you've got the free gyms in the park even now you know you've got the the um them static gym machines in parks you know find the local one for you you know and go and go for a walk go and have a little exercise on that do a couple pull-ups whatnot get the blood going don't be just locked up in the house you know there's nothing to there's nothing to fear outside you know this isn't a this i know a lot of people talk about these times in, in a fearful manner and, you know, sometimes it can come across like that with the, the constant talk about what's going on on the news and stuff, but this isn't a time to be fearful. This is just a time to be mindful of what's going on, you know? Just be mindful, be safe and be clean, you know? But you could still look after yourself. That is, that is what we're supposed to be doing, for sure. So I think um, this... Uh, police. There's a police, uh, a police boss. Um, his name, his name slips my mind at the moment. But he is. I, I think he might be onto something. He's basically speaking about um, having cannabis trials for prisoners. So basically, due to the high use of synthetic cannabis in prison, spice they call it, um, which you know people have spice attacks. You know they're having to call ambulances to hospitals and um, sorry ambulance to to prisons and taking prisoners to hospitals off of this spice um they're talking about potentially uh giving prisoners cannabis um to curb the addiction and curb violence now on the surface that might sound a bit crazy but if people are getting addicted to spice which is much worse than cannabis um, it's causing people to go to hospital, as I said, having spice attacks and things like that. 
to give prisoners cannabis is makes real sense. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a heroin addict and you go to prison, they're going to give you methadone, you know, and methadone comes with many issues and that's legal, but it comes with many issues and it's very dangerous, much more dangerous than cannabis. So if you can give methadone to prisoners to curb their heroin use, why wouldn't you give cannabis to curb the spice use? The synthetic cannabis use. I, I I never thought of it myself, but as as I heard about this and I read about it, I thought, you know what? He is definitely onto something. Definitely onto something. I mean, it's true. I mean, at the moment, you're not actually allowed to smoke in prisons. But if it's if you can, you know, deal with controlled medication, controlled cannabis, which you you know, obviously, you can be prescribed um, cannabis um, at the moment, even in the UK. Um, so it's not as far-fetched, but I could imagine some people um, just looking at uh, looking at kind of putting it down because it seems like a, a fun thing, a pleasure thing. But as I said, when you compare it to what Spice is doing, and they can't get on top of um, stopping Spice coming to the prisons. So if it's Spice, you know, and you can calm them down and, and kind of wean them off of that with cannabis and, you know, the added advantage of um, less violence in the prison. Why not? You know, it makes perfect sense to me. I, I think they should do that. I'm definitely 100% behind that. It makes perfect sense. So the swarms um, in Kenya, the local swarms still continue. But I was very pleased to hear how well, not how they're going to deal with it, but how they're going to literally turn <laughs> lemons into lemonade. Um, so basically, because locusts are um, 70% protein, so what the Kenyan NGO um, have decided, they were going to start training and paying the community um, to catch the locusts and basically turn them into animal feed and fertiliser. So I, I think that's an ingenious idea, an ingenious idea. But, but they can't do it in the daytime. They have to, because the, the locusts are flying. But when the locusts, apparently, when the locusts have done their flying at nighttime, they're properly docile. So they're easy to kind of, you know, push it, put into bags and things like that. And yeah, um, yeah. So th- basically, that's what, that's what they're doing. I, I think that is absolutely genius. Absolute genius. Um, I think it's it's just bizarre how how we've got locust swarms. I mean, the locust swarms. Um, uh, this is like they haven't had nothing like this for like seventy years, you know. And it's funny how it come around the same time as this COVID thing. I hadn't heard about these this swarm stuff, you know, since biblical times. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're gonna they're gonna use it to their advantage. Um, but they need to because you know that these billions of locusts are, are just devastating their crops and their grazing lands is threatening livelihoods and and stuff like that so so yeah they're going to be using them as feed for the for the other animals and fertilizer really good idea so hopefully that'll make a significant difference to their well it will make a significant difference at least people can make some money as well so yes um but on the tech side of things, uh, 4G uh, smartphone um, owners may be due a £30 compensation. 
So basically, the witch, which who do the witch magazine, um, they've got a case against um, Qual- Qualcomm, claiming that they breached uh, UK uh, competition laws, taking advantage of their dominance um, and licensing uh, the chips um, in the market. So, so yeah, we if they win that, if you've got a smart a four G, if you had a smart, well, you might have five G one now, but if you've if you had one, and you, I suppose if you can prove it and whatnot, you get there's thirty pound compensation in it for us. So, yeah, at least that that will um, buy it, buy us a mill. You could put that to your new phone. Yeah, we'll see, see how that goes. So yeah, also on the tech side, um, Clubhouse, Clubhouse is 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 growing and growing. Um, it's growing, yeah, it's growing quite a lot. Um, but in China, China's banned it. Bit too, bit too much freedom of speech for China, it seems. But um, I will be definitely doing some exclusive um, podcast stuff um, over the coming, the coming weeks slash months, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing um, some some content on Clubhouse. So watch this space. Um, I'll keep you posted. Um, on that but yeah check out clubhouse if you it's well obviously it's an invite only platform um but as i said we're, we'll still be going to be doing the podcast um on this format but you, we will be doing some exclusive stuff on clubhouse so yeah stay tuned for that but in regards to whatsapp whatsapp um have now well it's not even just now they've decided but they've they're sticking to what they're gonna do um from the 15th of may that's the deadline and basically from that point if you don't sign up to them uh you won't be able to send any messages um uh, so yeah your 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 service will be null and void so people are gonna have to start making that decision are they gonna stay are they gonna switch um we, we each to their own but uh, but I hear, I hear people panicking about that as well but I think I've said it before at the end of the day you've, you've still got your phone you can still phone people and you've still got text message on there so it's not like you're losing too much it's just you know if you don't agree with what WhatsApp is proposing then you work out what to do around it but you're not losing anything really but yeah so 15th of May is the deadline for the changes so it's make your mind up but that's that's a little way away still so it's not a big rush so tv what did i watch this week i watched uh i watched a couple of things i watched um another piers morgan's life stories i do i do like these life stories piers piers morgan does sometimes um annoy but he does he does get some good and interesting people on for his uh his uh his talk show so yeah, it was Trisha Goddard. hadn't heard about her for years, but um, I didn't realise that she was actually born in Hackney. That was a, that was definitely a turn up for the books. I didn't realise she was born in Hackney, um, but she's been through. She her her life is. Uh, she, she could have been on one of her her, her shows. Basically, they could have done a season just on her life. So she's born in Hackney. I, I, I don't want to dig into it too much because obviously you can still watch it, but. Um, yeah, she was born in Hackney. One of her husbands, because she married a few times, um, was bisexual, died from AIDS. Um, but she didn't know. She didn't find out until he died. I think she told, she told him, she, he told her that he had, he, he had something else. When he was ill, he told her it was something else. 
Um, but after he died, yeah, she found out that he had, he had AIDS and he was bisexual. Um, she also survived cancer, you know. Um, and growing up, she she thought she was mixed race, and because her, her mother um, was was with a, a white man, and you know she had mixed race sisters, and she thought she was mixed race. But she later found out that that wasn't her dad, um, and her mum actually died before and didn't actually tell her so she's never she's never actually found out so that was that was quite sad but yeah definitely interesting definitely interesting um life story she'd been for a lot she'd been for a lot I, I didn't I had no clue no clue at all um I also watched um Tyson um v well Bruno v Tyson um documentary really about Bruno's life really but if you talk about Bruno's life you've got to talk about Tyson because Tyson was a was a big feature in his, you know, Tyson was the one that stopped him becoming the champion the first time. And Tyson's the one who, once he, once he had made it, once he had become a champion while Tyson was in prison, it was Tyson that came back and, and took it off him again. So, so yeah, really, um, really heartfelt documentary though. Really heartfelt documentary. They met up at the end, um, you know, they're like just two two old pals that you know they got war stories together. But you can see there's a mutual respect and, and and love between them. So yeah, it was really nice, man. Really nice. And and they've both been through their their mental health stuff. I mean, Tyson spoke about you know being in and out of mental health institutions multiple times. You know, um, and obviously Frank Bruno's had his mental health issues as well. So, but yeah, you 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 watch that and. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes on there, and a lot that I didn't realize because, you know, there was times when they used to call. Um, I think it was was it McCall uh, called him my Uncle Tom, and that that really got to Frank, you know. Um, but when when Frank beat him, you know, he, he that was one of the first things on his mind. You know, he was like, I'm, I'm not an Uncle Tom and stuff like that. And you can really, it really brought it all back to me because I remember, I remember watching that fight and. Um, and yeah, really feel it for him, man. But you, you know, how can you not love Frank, man? Frank Bruno, the gentle giant, you know. But um, but yeah, good, definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching. Really enjoyed that. That was on them um, Sky documentaries. Um, but two shows, two films that I'm that probably won't get to. I hope it comes. They come over to England sooner rather than later. So um, the United States versus Billy Holiday. Um, so that's American uh, bio, uh, bio, biographical drama about the singer Billie Holiday starring um, Andra Day. I think it's her, her first, it's her acting debut, this Andra Day as well, but she looks like she's done really well in it. Um, directed by Lee Daniels. Um, so it's come, it's come out in America on the 26th of February. So I'm hoping that this makes it to the UK soon sooner rather than later for sure because it looks really good and then also um judas the black messiah um also um bio biographical drama about the betrayal of fred hampton um starring daniel kalula kaluya no i didn't pronounce that right but yeah english actor um he was also in um, black panther really good young english actor daniel kaluya kaluya yeah um, but yeah, directed by Shaka King. Um, but yeah, I'd really like to see these movies. Obviously, it's um, Black History Month in America. February is always Black History Month. 
um, in most places. Um, but yeah, so they've brought out these films. I hope, I mean, it'd be really... I appreciate. I really do appreciate the fact that they've brought out these films um, in time. You know, in time for a Black History Month, and I hope that you know when it, England's uh, Black History Month in October, hopefully they'll they'll do something similar. You know, they'll have some movies lined up for us like that, especially these sorts of movies. You know, um, but worst case scenario, at least have these movies available for us in the UK. That'd be that'd be good. That'd be better than nothing. You know. Um, so in regards to um, books, this week uh, the book recommended to check out is There Ain't No Black in the Union Jack, Cultural Politics of Race and Nation by Paul Gilroy. It's a classic book um, from, it was first published in 1987, I believe, yeah, 1987. Um, but yeah, it's a powerful um, indictment of contemporary attitudes to race, you know. Um, so yeah, this is it, it kicked up a lot of stink apparently in, in, in 1987. Um, uh, it was basically accusing uh, British intellectuals and politicians on both sides of the political divide um, of refusing to take race seriously, basically. Um, so yeah, that that is the read. So there ain't no black in the Union Jack, Cultural Politics of Race and Nation by Paul Gilroy. So we've got a lot to look forward to potentially. We've got a lot to look forward to, you know, festivals, um, the 21st of June when clubs can open and we can get back to some normality. Um, hopefully we can avoid another lockdown. You know, hopefully, I hope we can. Um, you know, I hope we can. I, but you know, if I, if I'm really honest, I, you know, from history, from the last year, after festivals, if we are able to have festivals this year, it will be amazing, and I hope that's what happens. But I can't see how we will not be in some kind of lockdown scenarios three months after festivals um, have happened where we've got thousands of people together. I hope I'm wrong, though. I really do hope I'm wrong. And I don't want to rain on our parade because me, just, just like everybody else, I want to be out there living as normal, free, without having any of these restrictions. You know, um, but look, let's just hope and pray. Let's just hope and pray that we can get back to normality ASAP. Um, but I, I will be at these festivals. <laughs> I will be there regardless. If they're, if they're open, if we're allowed, I'll be at one of them. Um, so, yeah, um, but like I said, it's, it's, you know, regardless of all that, we, we just need to, we need to look after ourselves, you know, get out, you know, get out of the house, you know, um, get on your bike, go for jogs, go for power walks, all of that stuff. And especially, you know, fingers crossed, I think they're talking about we're going to have a really good summer. You know, it's meant to be heating up over the coming days as well. So take full advantage. Take full advantage. The worst thing you can do is, is be fearful in these times. It's, it's not a time for fear. It's just a time for wisdom. That's what this time is about. So hopefully you can share this link um, with one other person who's not familiar with the podcast. And thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. 
And hopefully you can join me in the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.